I'm Jennifer Delacuadri, and this is the Raising Happy Teens podcast, where you learn how to successfully guide your teenager into adulthood without losing your sanity in the process. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast. Now that we are in the thick of the school year, we're mid-October as uh, the recording of this podcast. The challenges that the teens are facing are a little bit different than they may have been at the beginning of the school year. So the beginning of the year, it's a lot about getting started, transitions, readjusting to the new schedule. And this time of year, it's a lot to do with managing academics and navigating friendships. So today I'm going to dive into the topic of friendships and more specifically, unhealthy or toxic friendships. And before I get into it, it's really interesting just as a coach and as a mom to be able to experience the teen years with my clients and with my own two daughters, because it does bring up a lot of memories of what it was like to be a teen myself. And I know that growing up, I went through a lot of the things that I work with my clients on. But also, when I'm talking with you about these things, it reminds me of the struggles that I had. And in relation to today's episode, I'm going to be talking about what's called relational aggression. And it's also known as mean girl behavior. So before I get into all of that, I can know from personal experience what it was like to have mean girls torment me and how hard that is. And it sticks with you. Like back, I think this happened to me. No, I know this happened to me in sixth grade. I was picked on and bullied and it was a ton of mean girl stuff, a lot of relational aggression going on. I've made peace with it, but it really is something that sticks with you. So I'm going to be talking about relational aggression. And like I said, it's also known as mean girl behavior, but it's not necessarily specific to girls. It can really happen with all genders. So when I say relational aggression, picture the behavior basically of Regina George in the movie Mean Girls and her crew. And know that it does happen with both genders, even though I'm saying mean girls. That's kind of like a blanket statement for relational aggression. And I refer to the movie because even though it's a a dramatization of relational aggression, it is not really very far from the reality. So on this episode, what I'm going to be doing is first just sharing with you what relational aggression is, signs that it's happening. Then I'll talk a little bit about why it happens the effects that it can have on the victims and what you can do about it. So if you notice that this is happening with your teen, how you can support them with it. So what is relational aggression? It's also known as emotional bullying. So it's very specific and sneaky because it's not very noticeable by adults. And as I mentioned before, it can happen to both genders, but studies have shown that girls tend to be more relationally aggressive than boys, specifically within the grades of fifth grade to eighth grade. Like that is the big peak of it all. And like I said, it happened to me, it happened in sixth grade. All of that mean girl drama for me ended in middle school 
but I know a lot of it happened in middle school for a lot of people. And of course it can still go into high school. And as many of you know, definitely can go into adulthood as well if you don't know how to navigate it and how to mitigate it at some point in your life. So it goes unnoticed by the adults. It's kind of under the radar. And unlike other forms of bullying, relational aggression is just more emotional versus physical in nature. And the goal of the person who is doing the bullying is social status or something to do with relationships, harming relationships or harming someone's ability to form relationships versus physical aggression. And some signs, here is a big, long, comprehensive list, basically, of the signs of relational aggression. And when you listen to this list, I want you to think not only of what your teen may have told you about or may be experiencing, but also kind of think back on your life when and if things like this have happened for you. So the list includes backstabbing, cyberbullying, establishing specific rules for anyone who wants to be a part of the group, excluding or ostracizing others. So basically just leaving people out or having them be part of the group and then just kicking them out and kind of icing them out. Forming clicks, intimidating others, leaving hurtful or mean messages on cell phones or social media, or back in the day, writing notes and putting them on desks or in lockers. I know that that happens in movies all of the time, but it also happens in real life. Making fun of others for who they are and the way they dress or the way they look, spreading rumors or engaging in gossip and using peer pressure to take part in the bullying. And I'm going to once again refer to the movie Mean Girls because I love it. It's one of my favorite movies, but also because it illustrates this behavior so accurately. And if you've seen it, there is a list of rules that this girl group is required to follow. You can't wear a tank top two days in a row. You can only wear your hair in a ponytail once a week. Jeans or track pants may only be worn on Fridays. And of course, they also wear pink on Wednesday. <laughs> And there's a part in the movie where Regina George is wearing sweatpants and it's not on Friday. And so she's not allowed to sit with the group. So that's an example of having specific rules. And of course it's a, it's supposed to be funny, but really these things do happen. And when someone breaks the rules, they can't be with the group, they're left out. So now that you know what relational aggression is, let's really dive into why it happens and there are a few possibilities. Most of them apply to any form of bullying. So you can kind of generalize it to there, but always looking at it, at least with the realm of this podcast through the lens of the relational bullying side. The first reason it could happen is just pure boredom because sharing gossip or being the first to share this really juicy, juicy gossip can be so exciting, right? Being the one in charge can be really exciting and rewarding or being part of the group can stave off boredom. The second reason is peer pressure. Tweens and teens, they're in their adolescence and they're in that developmental stage when being a part of the group is really big priority. So going along with what the group is doing is really a part of fitting in and it's a way of being accepted and feeling included. So the peer pressure, they may be doing things that they wouldn't normally do or be interested in things they may not normally be interested in doing, but 
they are being included and that feels good. So that's where the peer pressure comes in. The third one is a big one. It comes from low self-esteem. And those who are relationally aggressive, they often have low self-esteem themselves and picking on someone else makes them feel better about themselves. And being part of the group, it feels good to be part of the group and it can offer a sense of status or false self-esteem. And those who are involved really begin to feel superior because they're part of the in crowd. And I say it's false self-esteem because it's really dependent upon the validation of others rather than an inner self-confidence. So it's not a real deep self-confidence. It's a, oh, I'm part of the group, therefore I am worthy type of confidence. The fourth, fourth reason is competition. So this type of aggression can happen when one person feels threatened by the achievements of someone else. And it comes from jealousy. You're better than I am at fill in the blank. So I'm going to tear you down by spreading rumors about you or leaving you out or ostracizing you or whatever it is that they choose to do. So I am threatened by you being better than I am. So I'm going to bring you down. And the fifth reason is it's a learned behavior. This is where you can turn the reflective mirror on yourself, not saying that you are the mean girl, but this is part that you can have somewhat control over is we learn by watching others, right? TV characters, siblings, parents, peers, even a teacher. Teens will model the behavior of what they see in their lives and they see it as normal behavior. Now, I know that you're not the person who's encouraging the bullying, but when you think about the people that you've known who are relationally aggressive, they may have learned it from their parents or they may have a sibling who treats them that way. So they start to do that with other people. It's a learned behavior. Now let's move on to the effects of relational aggression. And this is a tricky one because the, the effects are really unseen. If it was some type of physical aggression, you'd usually see the injuries. So the problem is that even though it's just as painful, the victims are suffering in silence because they fear it will worsen if they say something or they may think they deserve it in some way. So some of the effects of relational aggression or even bullying in general include academic challenges, depression, difficulty forming healthy friendships. And that really comes from a lack of trust. If you've been treated poorly or left out or had somebody bully you in some way, it's hard to trust other people. It could lead to eating disorders, feeling, feelings of rejection, like you don't measure up or you're not attractive enough. And it can lead to low self-esteem and even suicidal ideation. And that's why it's so important to take it seriously when your teen opens up to you. And a lot of these symptoms are under the surface and they can just really fester over long periods of time and into adulthood. So that leads me to the final part. What can you do about relational aggression? And I've said this before, I'll say it again, to listen. Listen and ask open-ended questions validate their experience and really remind them that what is happening is not their fault and they don't deserve it. So if this is happening with your teen, work together 
to find a solution that feels right to everyone involved. So know that your team may not have control over the actions of someone else, but they do have control over how they decide to respond to that person. And you can be there to help support them through that. It's also helpful to find someone for your team to talk to about how they're feeling so they can develop these healthy coping skills. And this is something I've helped many of my clients with, and I can help you and your teen as well. Really learning how to navigate bullying and relational aggression now, it's a learned skill and they can carry it all the way into adulthood. And it really does lessen the effects of the suffering, long-term suffering that can happen. So don't let another day of self-doubt pass your teen by. Click the link in the show notes down below to schedule a complimentary consultation and we'll get started together. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and I'll see you next time. If you liked this episode, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at jennifer.delacuadri, where you'll find more tips, inspiration, and connection to help you navigate this unique and sometimes challenging season of parenthood. I'll see you there.